Welcome to Shape by Faith with your host, Teresa Rowe. To find out more about Shape by Faith and Teresa Rowe, please visit shapebyfaith.com or visit the YouTube channel, Facebook, or Instagram. And now, here is Teresa Rowe. Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Sharon Wilharm. She's a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, radio podcast host, and former Christian filmmaker. Sharon has enjoyed a lifelong fascination with women of the Bible, and she loves applying the biblical stories to modern situations. She's especially enjoying delving into lesser known women and discovering encouraging truths for women of today. As host of All God's Women podcast, It's an internationally syndicated radio show. She's working her way through the Bible, one woman at a time, bringing to light the stories of ancient women and applying them to modern day living. I love that. Sharon, you have done so much in your life. Uh, God has blessed you with so much giftings and talents, and you are certainly using them to to, uh, you know, shine his light and to share with others. all about the revelations God has given you. God has taken me on all kinds of journeys I never expected to take. So it's been fun seeing where all he's led me. Absolutely. I remember um, in one of our interviews, we were talking about your filmmaking, which is so fascinating um, to me. And I mean, you've you've just done so many things. So, okay. So the month of May uh, concluded your study of all God's women. So what got you started in studying women of the Bible? Well, I have always just had a fascination with women of the Bible, but when, um, when I first started it in March of 2020, I was looking for, you know, we had finished filming and um, I hadn't really figured out what I was going to be doing, but our daughter and her husband were getting ready to move and they were going to be moving about um, five hours away and she had just had a baby and I was thinking, you know, this is going to be really hard because I was used to him being down the street and I'm like, I need something to do. And so that's why I decided to do the podcast and um, Women of the Bible was like the only thing that I could think of that I would want to talk about for any length of time. And I really had no idea when I started it, you know, I knew I liked it, but I was very limited in my knowledge. I thought I knew, but now I look back going, wow, I knew nothing. <laughs> but I just had this interest and decided I was going to see where it took me. Well, it's amazing. And I follow you and I listen to your podcast and I love um, you also put the study up along with that. And I love that um, because someone can glance at that. They can read it. They can also listen to you. I'm sure you've gained a lot of insight and wisdom through studying women of the Bible. Um, Do you want to share some of that with us? Yes, you know, it's interesting because I was literally just having this conversation this morning um, with a gentleman that was from our church where he is a Bible scholar. And he and I have had all these amazing discussions about women and their role in the church. And that's one thing as I have Bible, I've realized just what a key role that women have played throughout both the Old Testament and the New Testament, and what a special place they held in um, God's heart. 
Um, you know, I used to think that Paul didn't like women because of, you know, some of the things that I had heard. But when I started reading some of what Paul said about women, I was like, wow, you know, he really did respect women. And he had all these women doing all these things. Um, the same with Jesus, the way he treated women with such love and respect. And um, it's just been really interesting to see what the Bible says about women. Absolutely. Well, what what is some of the wisdom that you've gained through studying them? I have learned that he uses us in unexpected ways. Mm. Um, you know, you look at some of the stories of these women and um, so often I felt like their life was over, like life had not turned out the way they thought it was going to be. They were angry, upset, sad. And God swept in and said, you know what? I've got something amazing for you. And um, he just did these miracles in their lives, um, you know, brought, brought baby possible, brought new people into their lives, brought new hope. And I just love that um, as I just see it over and over how God is a God of second chances and new hopes and, and futures when we think there are none. Mm-hmm. That is so good. I know you studied the unnamed women of the Bible. Obviously, you've studied all the women of the Bible. So who sticks out to you the most um, and why? I am a big fan. I just love thinking about the role that she played and how difficult it must have been for her. You know, thinking about when when Noah came to her and said, guess what? I, I heard from God and I'm building this giant boat in the backyard and how she was there for him. You know, all those years that he was building it, she was there by his side. And what faith it must have taken for her to ban leaving behind everything and just trusting that, that what her talking directly to God. She was just having to trust her husband. And then those daughters-in-law, you know, that really took a lot of faith for them to step in on that boat. And it never tells us that the women complained. I think of all the work that they had to do, feeding those animals, taking just having to live all together in that boat for all that time. And yet there's not a single word of complaint amongst them. And to me, that is just an incredible miracle. It is a miracle. (laughs) You know, when you think about Noah, I I just think about Noah. I I just don't, you know, at first think about his wife or like you said, his daughters-in-law. So um, that's pretty fascinating. It is, I mean, does a word address Noah's wife? It, it doesn't. And what's so interesting, though, is that it doesn't say anything other than she went, you know, she went in and she did it. And, and you know, out when there's complaints or rumblings or things like that. And the fact that he just tells us she followed her husband, she went in and did all that. It just shows me that, you know, God was saying she did her role as a wife, you know, and as a mother and she was supportive. And she trusted. Absolutely. She was obedient. I mean, she really was. Absolutely going in, not knowing the outcome. Um, 
I'm sure you discovered a lot of interesting topics, you know, as you covered all the women in the Bible. So what are some of those topics that you covered? I, I, there are so many, of course, my book with women of prayer, um, I focused in on the prayers of the women and I love looking at how the women interacted with God of how so often he would come there. I just love the topic of God being there for us and seeing that, um, you know, when we think of prayer, we think of a, a specific time we're, we're calling out to God. We, we've got these prayer requests or whatever. But as you look in the Bible and you see a lot of times, sometimes these women went to prophets because they weren't directly talking to God. Sometimes God just sensed their need and he came to them. I think Think of like the widow of Nain when they're burying her son and she's so hopeless um, because, you know, she was going to have no one. And God, Jesus worked it out so that at the exact moment that the funeral procession was going out and he was just there for her. And he came up to her and said, don't cry. And, you know, if somebody told me that at, you know, my child's funeral, I, I think I'd get a little upset mm-hmm. because of course you're going to be crying. But then he went on and healed the son. And I feel like that miracle was not so much for the son, but for the widow mother, because Jesus saw how alone she would be and how much she needed that son. And so to me, that is just what I keep seeing over and over is how it really changed my view of prayer. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to worry about trying to do it right. And it's all about our heart. That's all that he cares about, not the words that we use saying it just right or doing it in a particular way, but just he sees our heart and he hears even when we don't have the words to say. That is so good. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is my friend, Sharon Wilharm. She's a Christian speaker, Bible teacher, radio podcast host, and former Christian filmmaker. Uh, Sharon, you're talking to us about all God's women, your podcast, and it is internationally syndicated, correct? It is. It, um I don't know how many countries it is. I know that it's in a lot. It, last I counted, it was like six, I think. Uh-huh. But with Moody, you know, it's an affiliate with Moody and you never know. They're always adding stations. And so they don't even know a lot of times, like exactly how many are picking it up. Now, how did that come about that you got on Moody Radio? That was God. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. But did they reach out to you or how did that happen? Oh, no. When I first started doing the radio show in um, 2021, and I had just decided, you know, I'd been doing women of uh, all God's women for a year and decided to kind of branch out. And I reached out to different radio stations and I reached out to Moody, not really expecting anything. Uh-huh. But their programming director, very kind, responded back and I had sent out postcards and he said, well, I got your postcard and I went to your website, but there was some missing information. And so 
you know, I just kind of dismissed it. And I, I was like, well, what information? And there was a couple of things that I didn't have on my website, but I answered that. And I um, then there was some that he hadn't seen. And so I said, okay, well, thank you. And he said, well, right now we're not looking for new, new shows, but I'll keep you in mind. And so I would just keep checking back every couple of months saying, hey, you know, just checking in and stuff. And each time he would have something encouraging. And then it was, well, we're, we're going to be adding some new shows. We're looking at it. And then next thing I know, well, we're considering it. And then it was, it was close to a year, almost a year before it was finally where they were actually adding new shows and they added it. And it was just, it was just God because I remember listening to Moody as a young college student and I would hear those little segments and I didn't even know what they were called, but I was like, that would be so cool to have one of those, but I didn't know what it was because I didn't want to go into radio and I didn't know how you had a little segment like that. And God, I guess was just planting the seed way back then and said, you know, a long time later, you're going to have this. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I love that you were persistent, though. You kept checking back. I did. If I had just given up at first, nothing would have ever happened. But I just kept saying I wasn't rude or anything. It was just, hey, just letting you know I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> now, how long are your segments on there? They're only two minutes. Okay. Okay. And I had I had done my research and that's what they had told me that one to two minute segments were what a lot of radio stations were looking for that, you know, they didn't necessarily have the time to have the longer ones unless you were, you know, somebody important, <laughs> but um, that that was a good way to break in. And I couldn't tell the story of women in the Bible in a minute. So I went with two minutes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's neat. Well, that is a God thing. And uh, what a blessing. And who knows what God has in store for you, Sharon? I'm sure he's got <laughs> something adventurous. Uh, that's for sure. Well, let's get back to the women of the Bible. So like, who are some of the most ideal women of the Bible and why? I love Abigail. I think that she just exemplifies this godliness when she's married to this horrid man who is so mean and is hated by everyone and yet she was loyal to her him she was kind to him um it wasn't like she was a victim i feel you know, she was a very strong woman it sounds like she was the one running the household when he was off having his temper tantrums the servants you know came to her and when there was this difficult situation where her husband messed up, she stepped in and she handled it. And I just love the grace and dignity that she exhibits. And then I love Dorcas in the New Testament. We don't know much about her. Um, we meet her when she's already dead. Um, and they call Peter to come and heal her. And I love when he comes, there's all these widows that are gathered in her home. And they're showing him all these things that she had sown for them. And, you know, they were telling him what an amazing woman she was because she had made these things. And I just pictured this woman, you know, like like a modern day quilter or just this woman sewing in the background for these widows. But the ministry that the impact that she had on them just really blesses me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, people just don't know the impact that they do have on others. And. 
I'm, I'm sure they don't, but just being kind and generous and using your gifts and talents and pouring out to other people, um, we're supposed to be doing that, you know, all the time. And she is a great example. I remember listening to your podcast on her and then reading your Bible study. And that was very helpful as well. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the, well, I don't know if I want to say worst or bad, but um, what about those women? Are there any of those? Well, there are so many women (laughs) that fall into that category, but then there are some, well, like to me, the most wicked, in my opinion, would be women like Delilah because she betrayed her own husband. She had this man who loved her, and she was willing to just give him up. And now I said husband. She actually, they weren't actually married. He had another wife. So it's kind of confusing. And I never knew that before, who was also not very great. But I just think of what kind of wife doesn't, wouldn't be there for her husband. Instead, is like tricking him just for a little bit of money. That just mm-hmm. seems so wicked to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of women that I see some of them named, some of them unnamed, but that were just negative influences on their family that led their husbands or their children astray. Mm-hmm. And those women are the ones that just really bother me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And Delilah, I don't think I've, I don't think I'll have to go back and listen to your podcast on her. By the way, where can we listen to your podcast, Sharon? If you go to All God's Women, dot com you can find it right there but if you go to any podcast platform it's there all god's okay. women and then my website will direct you you can listen directly on the website or i have links to where you can listen to it on the different um podcast platforms okay it's also at pray.com and the edify app okay thank you for that information i'm writing it down as we're um, talking here okay what about the most impactful women of the Bible. I love the daughters of Zelophehad. And I had never heard of those until I started studying. And then I just find their story so fascinating. So they were part of the crowd that um, left Egypt. And um, well, I actually, I guess they were the younger crowd. But um, when they were getting ready to go to the promised land, And they were, you know, dividing up. They took a census amongst the the men to decide who was going to get property. And so these sisters, their father had died in the wilderness. They were not married. And so once they moved into the promised land, these women would have nothing. You know, they wouldn't have a place to live. They would be forgotten about. So they went to Moses and said, it is not fair that our father... He's not going to have a place because he didn't have sons. And so they petitioned to Moses that they be given property since there was no male to pass it along. And he took it to God and God said, yes, they're right. And so they ended up making a law. And what's so cool is that that decision way back in Exodus has affected modern law 
There was a, it was a, one of the law books in the 1920s had an article that I ran across and it was the effect that the daughters of Zalopa had had on modern women's rights. Wow. That's pretty incredible. I, I love that story. I did listen to your podcast on them and it is so good. So is your outline. Okay. Let's take another quick break. We'll be back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. So Sharon, um, I would love to hear all about your book, My Women of Prayer Bible Study, and it was released, I believe, last August. So tell us about it. Okay. Well, it's a little bit different than your traditional Bible study in that I wanted to, you know how so often you're just kind of running through and you're filling in the blanks and you're checking off things going, oh, yeah. And then afterwards, you don't remember a thing. And so one thing I've learned as I've been studying the women for my podcast is I would start off with that, you know, quick little run through. But then I would go back and I would put it in context. I would read what happens before and what happens after to see how that one little story kind of plays into the bigger picture. And then I would look into how it applies to us. And so that is how I've done the Bible study. And so rather than, you know, covering a lot of different things or, or I don't know, it's just different. But each chapter, each week is on a just one woman where you're reading her story and then you're just rereading her story and you're rereading before and after. And then you're reading it in a different translation or commentary and it's just making the study very personal. It's not me telling you how to study. It's you find I'm giving you some suggestions and then you're doing that to make it personal for you. Mm, that's good. So is it okay? It's a Bible study. How long of a study is it? It's 10 weeks. Okay. And so each one is a different woman. But then on Fridays, what I do is you take this one woman that you've been studying all week, and then I introduce another woman that has like a similar story. And so then you're reading her story to kind of compare and see how these women are similar or different. And I think that sometimes when you're doing that comparing and contrasting, it helps you to understand both of them a little bit better. Yes, that sounds fascinating. Okay, Women of Prayer Bible Study. So obviously, we can purchase that on your website, right? Well, if you go to my website, it'll take you to Amazon. Okay, on Amazon. Everything's on Amazon, isn't it? I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Obviously, you've been to writers' conferences. Um, so why don't you talk about writers' conferences and which ones you attend and speak at, and if you have any stories about, you know, conferences? Well, of course, that's, I was thinking how we first met many years ago. At a writer's conference, we were just standing in line waiting to get our lunch and mm -hmm. started talking and how I, I've met so many people that way. I love how God just makes these divine appointments of who you're in line with, who you sit down at lunch with, who you're sitting next to. And I think of all the different really neat people I've met that way. But I'm getting ready to go to the Blue Ridge Christian Writers Conference. I've never been to it before, but it's one of the biggest. It's at Ridgecrest. And um, I've been telling my parents, you know, for some time that I'm going to it. And so they are right now in Eufaula, Alabama, um, camping and on vacation. And they go to some museum. And while they're at this museum, 
another woman who was at this museum just visiting, they start talking. And somehow or another, I'm not sure how this happened, but they started talking about the Blue Ridge Writers Conference, Student Writers Conference. And my mother said how I was going to be there and she was going to be there. And my mother is a quilter. And this woman has a quilt shop that has gone out of business. And so they made arrangements for this woman is giving some fabric to my mother and we're meeting up at this writer's conference. <laughs> <laughs> that That is interesting. It, and that's God, you know, ordained. I mean, you're right. Um, we meet people in places that we typically wouldn't meet someone. And yes, you and I met a long time ago at a writer's conference. I need to get back to them. And I love meeting different people like you and 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 the ones that I interview on the show. But that that's a that's a neat story. Now I know you're currently working on a historic fiction novel series about church ladies. I think that is so funny. So what inspired this book? Well, I have had a lot of experience with women in the church. And then my um, my sister was married to a pastor. My best friend from high school is a pastor's wife. My daughter is a pastor's wife. And of course, I've served in, you know, churches. And there's so much that goes, so much drama that goes on in a church amongst the women. Mm. And so, so often you read books and even Christian books, they don't, church is not, the big focus of the book, you know, they go to church, it's, it mentions it, but they have all this life outside of it. And I wanted to show the inside, all that goes on in the inside. And so what I'm doing is it starts at the founding of the Second Baptist Church, and the town of Port Royal, Florida, which is a fictitious town, but is based on um, a a number of towns that are in the Forgotten Coast, they are near where we, uh, where I grew up. And we start, the first book will be the founding of it with a group of women who start a story time on the shore for children and that turns into it. And then each book will be a different phase of the church and different church ladies, um, the, you know, the pastor's wives, some of the other women, and just seeing the growing pains of the church and all the, the drama that goes on, the, the struggles that women go through and the friendships. Hmm. So where are you in the book? right now, Sharon, are you on? I have finished finished it. Okay. It's it's not a final draft. It is a first draft, but I'm really excited when I'm going to this writer's conference, I'll be pitching it to uh, an agent and hopefully an editor or two. And I can't wait to see what happens. Well, I do believe that you will probably meet the right publisher and editor at that conference. So Yeah, God's favor um, be upon you as you go. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, Sharon. I I love your heart for the Lord and just your realness, you know. Um, I love the way God created you and you keep being you, okay? (laughs) I have no other way to be. (laughs) And thank you for listening to Shape by Faith. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.